welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business Success Show with me, Mac Atram. And today I have the absolute pleasure to be in conversation with Edwin Carrion. And Edwin is based out of Miami, Florida, originally from Ecuador. So he's going to be sharing with us his entrepreneurial journeys, secret to success as an entrepreneur. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Welcome, Edwin. How are you doing? Hey, Matt. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me on your show. And to everybody listening, thank you for being here today. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever Fantastic. part of the world you're in. And let's get ready for some amazing knowledge and experience. I'm looking forward to this conversation. And uh the uh, I, I met I met Edwin recently through my good friend Rob Riapel, Robert Riapel, which uh, some of you know. So great guy. Uh, and let me tell you about Edwin before we get going. Edwin, as he says, he's a God-made millionaire, family-oriented inve- investor and mentor. Obviously, entrepreneur as well. Man, very similar to me in terms of how we do things and our values and what we stand for. Fantastic. He has run and founded several multi-million dollar companies that specialize in real estate development, transportation and logistics, investment and business education and consulting. And he's been an entrepreneur for over extensively for over 20 years across various industries. Formerly, he was you were a, a military person before, right? At yes, a Marine, an, an, United States Marine. You, wow, that's a hardcore military, United States Marine. I want to hear more about that in a moment. So welcome, welcome, welcome again, Edwin. Edwin, let's kick off with, uh, tell us a little bit about your uh, entrepreneurial background. What you what got you going, uh, started as an entrepreneur? Where did you start? How did you start? Okay, thank you. No, I started when I was 14 years old in Miami, Florida. I used to live in an apartment building. Uh, I was raised by a single mother. So I always like to make sure that I emphasize that I was raised by a single mother. And not having that father figure, me being in the man of the house at that time, because I was it was my mother, my brother, and I, I didn't want to be a burden to my mom. So I figured out, you know, I need to make some money. And I went out and I started looking at how many doors were in the building that we used to live in and knock on the doors and started washing cars. So that's what got me started into the entrepreneurship business or into just business itself at a young age, you know, wanting to do something for myself, creating my own future. Wow. So at that age, did you, did, you know, knocking on doors and say, hey, can I, uh, can I wash your car for how many dollars or whatever? Did you have many rejections? Did you get a no? Did you get a setback? How did you handle that? Um, I did not get that many rejections from what I could recall and I could remember. I mean, it's been a while already. Uh-huh. Maybe it's been, it's been like almost 30 years now. So a long time. But what I do remember was that I got more cars that I could handle on my own and I learned the power of leverage. So because I had too many cars for my own, I started hiring my friends to wash for me. Nice. So while they were washing, I became the sales guy. And I was the one going to the doors, knocking there. 
because I lived in the building and my two of my friends did not live in the buildings. So of course, I'll just say, look, I live here. Can I wash your car? I'm going to wash it cheaper. This is the way that we do it. And I'm going to leave it nice and clean. And I had more cars than I could handle. So my, I had my friends working for me. So that's when I learned the power of leverage. And I also learned that I don't like doing the dirty work, you know, that I could <laughs> hire somebody else to do the dirty work. Well, I kind of do the cool work and I still make the same amount of money. Wow, wow, wow. That's fantastic. So you, you very early on, you figured out, let me get the business in. My friends will do the work. We'll get, so how long did that last for? You did that for a few years as a... As, no, as a that, business did not, that business did not last that long. That business lasted maybe six months, I will say. Right after that, uh, my mom was working very hard. She owned her own insurance agency. She's okay. always been an entrepreneur. Yeah, we were able to purchase a house and we moved into a house close to the same neighborhood that we were living in. So we moved to another house. And then from there, I was working for my mom in the office. So I got a lot of the office skills, um, the, the, you know, learning how to be like the structure, learning how to do things the right way, learning how to type, learning how to speak from my mother at that time. And then I went to get my first job because I couldn't work for my mom. She okay. was complaining. She was like, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's always hard to work for your parents. It's always hard Absolutely. to work for your siblings. Yeah. And uh, I needed to go out on my own. So she told me, you know, go get a job at Winn-Dixie at a grocery store. And the first time I, I wrote down, I filled out the application and I was going to turn it in and I, I got panic and I turned back around. I'm like, I can't do it. And she's just yelling. I was like, God damn, get it. Turn it. <laughs> okay, I got it. I'm going in. I'm going in. So turn in the application and that was my first real job, like working for somebody else for another company. And I excel at that. And, and I like the part that I realized I, I learned there that, the, you know, if you bring the values, if you bring the, the hardworking skills, if you yeah. become dependable, um, you become their number one. You become somebody that they don't want to fire because they need you. So that's what I learned at a young age, that you have to become dependable when you work for somebody. Right, right, right. That's good. So the, thanks for sharing all of that. Tell me, how did you end up in the U.S. Marine, uh, as a U.S. Marine then? What happened? Um, I always wanted to be in the military since I was a little kid. My goal, and, and I always looked up to the, to the military men wearing those nice uniforms mm. with the swords and the guns and all of that. And I always wanted that for me. But um, growing up, I wanted to be a jet. Uh, I wanted to fly jets and be, a, a, you know, like a top gun type of guy. Yeah. And, uh, unfortunately, because I did not know, so, I did not do so good in school while I was growing up, uh, I didn't get accepted to the Air Force Academy. So I'm like, you know what? If I didn't get accepted to Air Force Academy to become, you know, to fly jets, I'm not going to go into the military. And mm. that was my goal. But during, while I was DJing, I, I was also a DJ. That was another one of my businesses. I became a DJ. Okay. I, I started hanging around, hanging around with the wrong crowd. And, and I know that happens to everybody in our lifetime. That when we're with the wrong crowd, they lead us the wrong way. They lead us the wrong path. And that's what happened to me. So I got arrested at 18 years old went to jail for one day, came back from jail. And that's the moment that I decided like, you know what, I need to change my life around. And I felt so ashamed because being like the man of the house, being the oldest one of all my cousins and everybody else, everybody looked up to me. And like, you know what, I need to get away and I need to change my life. So I decided to enlist. And prior to me going to the military, I had a year before I had to go into the military. And then it took me a year before I went in, but once I went in, uh, I made the, I mean, uh, it, to me, it was the best experience that I ever had. So I, I think in life, you could have two experiences. It's either 
go to college and live the college life or go to the military and live the military life. And to me, that's the route that I went at that time. And it was a great experience. It was the greatest experience of my life. Well, tell me something. That, that's really, that's a, it's a very inspiring story because some people end up with the wrong crowd. They end up in a situation that they know they must change and they don't change and actually gets worse for them. But you changed, you made up your mind, joined the military. What was the military experience like for you in terms of who you became as a person? And how has that uh, shaped you as an entrepreneur? Okay, so but prior to that, let me go back just a little bit. So, so one made that change as far as me changing is again, number one, my faith. And when I started hanging around with the wrong crowd, you know, you put your faith, faith away a lot. And especially me being raised Catholic. As mm -hmm. Catholics, you know, we only go to church on special dates, at special events, right. special holidays. That's when we really go to church. Most yeah. of them, not every single one, mm. but most of them do that. So when I came back that night from jail, you know, the first thing that I did when I went to my room, I got on my knees and I prayed and I said, God, please forgive me for everything that I've done. I want to be the best person in my life. Would you please help me out? And that day is when I felt God touch me and I helped and I felt his presence mm. in my life. So that kind of changed everything from that Amen time. For that. Amen for that. Thank you. Thank you. And I always like to tell that. Um, and, and that's one of the reasons that I changed my my name from self-made millionaire to God-made millionaire. And I like to make I get it. I get the whole it. Detail besides that on a reason. But um was working for an attorney. My DJ business was doing great. Uh, I realized that I did not have to go to the military, but then I chose to go to the military. And once I was there, uh, that the, you could take two paths. When, when you're in the military, you could take two paths. Mm. Number one, the, the first path is, again, go with the wrong crowd and become an alcoholic, become drink every week, waste all your money. Or you could take the other path. It's like, you know, try to be the best that you can uh, and excel as much as you can, uh, get the best ranks and, you know, have a, a great military career. So to me, I was... I wanted that path for myself. And I, and I got surrounded by great people within, you know, during my time in the military. But the biggest things that I got, the biggest takeaways that I got from the military, especially from the Marines, is instilling those values that I had in my life, which is honor, courage, and commitment. And, you know, those are the values that the Marines, Marines stand for. Okay. And I stood for those before that as well, because that was instilling me. But I kind of you know, walked away from that a little bit, like we walk away from our faith, our religion, mm. our relationships, you know? So mm. once that was back instilling me, I make sure that after the military, those values carry on for me for life. Until this date, my biggest values are honor, courage, and commitment. I love that. Honor, courage, and commitment. What a way to live. What a way to live. That, that's, that's a very inspiring story. And uh, how long did you serve in the military then? Um, I did eight and a half years. So I was uh, active duty four and a half years uh -huh. and inactive duty another four years. And, 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 and the reason I, I go and I always say, you know, I had the best experience ever because I traveled the world. I lived in Japan, Korea, Russia, Vienna, Chile, Venezuela. I, I traveled all these countries. I lived in different countries and there's nothing better again, going back to the U.S. Yeah. But I got to see all this culture. I got to train with the, with the FBI, CIA, DEA. I got wow. to get a top secret clearance. I got to run on a park in Moscow, Russia with the president of the United States, Bill Clinton at the time. Right. Side by side, just going on a run while we had the secret service surrounding us. My so goodness. to me, it was like the best experience ever in my life 
I got to, to, to get to the rank of sergeant in two and a half years, which I'm sorry, in, in two years and two months, which by two months I could have broken the Marine Corps record, the fastest, uh, you know, jumping to the rank the fastest. Wow, wow, wow. And, and that's down to your commitment, the courage you're going for, the God-given backing that you have and you felt as well and the honor that you do and you approach everything. That's, that's amazing. Tell us about your current business or businesses. What businesses are you involved in at the moment? Okay, so, so currently I, I run four companies. Uh, company number one is a transportation company. And in that company, I call that my cash flow company. That's the company that I get my, my weekly paycheck, my, my cash flow every week. And I love that business. Uh, because again, it is it's a very good business, a very, a very lucrative business. Yeah. When you buy a truck today, you put it on the road tomorrow, a week later, you're getting paid on that truck. Nice. It, it, it's a hard business because it's a 24-7 type of business. So you have to know how to set up and how to scale that company. So in that company, very fortunate to have earned, as you can see behind me, the VET 100 of the Inc. 5000. So last year in 2021, we got the Inc. 5000. So we're one of the five five thousand fastest growing companies. In Congratulations! The Thank you. Congratulations! And, um, yes. So, so that's number my number one company. I bought that company in two thousand eighteen. Uh, I bought into that company in two thousand eighteen, and we grew that company from two million dollars worth of revenues to over fifty million dollars worth of revenue in just two years. Very so nice. That was my expertise, you know, going in there and growing that company. Very nice. Good. The second good. company that I run, it's a development company. And I built high-end luxury and high-end uh, high-end luxury single-family houses, and I also built uh, low-end multifamily projects. And that one is my wealth creation vehicle. So that one I call my wealth creation vehicle because through real estate I have been able to accumulate a lot of wealth and yeah. continue duplicating my wealth, you know, every year as I go because of real estate. And, and I love real estate because one thing that I realized I've been doing real estate for 20 years. Right. When I started in real estate, I was building, you know, first time building homes for first time home buyers. Mm. And I did that. I didn't, I didn't know the power that I, that I had when I was building these homes. But, you know, now with time, I realized that uh, everybody's dream is to own their house. Right? right. So I was building somebody else's dream. I was creating somebody else's dream. And for me, that is like the most satisfying thing to, to create somebody's dream. Even them. now, when I build this mansion, it's like when people come into the house, like, wow, this is my dream house. So I'm creating, I'm still building somebody else's dream, whether it's a multi-million dollar house or whether it's a low income house, it's somebody's dream that I'm building and I'm creating. So to me, it's very satisfying. That's very, that's, um, that's very good. Besides that, I run the, an investment fund. Uh, it's called, uh, we invest in the Forex market. So that's my passive income vehicle. So we all need to have, we all need to diversify in, in time in life. And that is my diversification vehicle, which is my passive income, meaning that the more the hard money that I earn by working hard, I put the money there and it creates passive income, meaning that I make money without having to do anything. Right. Uh, so that's right. the second. And last but not least, is the one that uh, my God-given talent calling. You know, I was trying to find out with God, what do I need to do in life? And God told me, it's like, you know what you need to do is you need to share and teach people what you know and how you become successful so they could be successful. So everybody could live life to the fullest and enjoy life the way that you do. And it's mentoring and teaching people, you know, how to live life to the fullest, how to become successful, how to become real estate developers. And then once they teach people how to become real estate developers, 
I love investing my money with them because there's no way I'm going to invest with somebody that I don't know. I just rather invest with somebody that I teach because I know I set them up for success. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, congratulations to you. Well done from very humble beginnings, single mother raising you, realizing some mistakes you were making in life, end up in jail for a day, come out. God touched you. I mean, it's like, this is what you got to do from being in jail to running across Moscow, jogging with the prime minister, so with the president of the USA, Bill Clinton. That's inspirational, starting your business, growing your business, creating, I love what you said as well, because when it comes to money, you didn't say, hey, this, this, is, this is how I get income. But you said, look, this earns me my day-to-day -day bread and butter. This one earns me wealth, generational wealth. And I love real estate. This one's my passive income vehicle. And this one, the educational one, the academy, really helps me to give, live my mission, make a difference to other people, teach them to how to become wealthy so the world can be a better place. I, I, I love what you stand for, I love your values. Now, when you are not running your business, um, your businesses and overseeing your, your vehicles, the, um, how do you spend your time? Because I know you have a family, tell us about that. How do you spend your time when you're not, in, in, in doing your business? Uh, I mean, but, but, so everybody understands, I don't work. And that's one of the things that I like that I, I realize that I don't like to work. Uh, I like to have fun. I like to enjoy life. And how do I do that is everybody know that knows me is my free time is nine to five. So <laughs> anything that I want to do in my life, personally, uh, with, uh, personally with friends, with business is between nine and five. That's my free time. Okay. Like me spending time with you right now on this podcast, right? Yeah. It's between my nine to five because anything after nine to five, it's family time. Mm. So uh, my priorities are set very straight, meaning that after 5 p.m., I'm out of this door and I'm spending time with my family and spending nice. quality time with them, being present with them, uh, enjoying being a father, being the father that I never had, trying mm. to be the father, you know, trying to be a good husband. And then on Fridays, we do day night with my wife. So it's like religiously that every Friday we go nice. out and date and we spend time together. Um, because again, growing up without a father, growing up without a, a mother and a father, uh, I didn't know what it is, to, you know, to, to see two couples together. I didn't mm -hmm. know what a real relationship is. So I kind of had to learn that and realize that, you know, when my kids grow up and they leave their house, I'm going to be left with this woman here. And if I don't build a relationship with her the way that mm -hmm. I do relationship with God, you know, yeah. she's going to be gone out the door when the kids leave. So I have to make sure that continue building on that relationship, uh, learning how to communicate because I don't know how to communicate. So learning how to communicate with her in order to have that fulfilling relationship. Wow. That's, that's very philosophical and it's very wise as well. Some people don't realize that until very, very old age and, oh, I should have done it this way. I should have done it this way. Seems like you've got your priorities in order. How long have you been married now? Um, thank God, 11 years. <laughs> very good, he says, thank God. Absolutely. And uh, and, and children, I, I met your daughter. Is it Alana? I met your daughter earlier. I have two girls, a nine-year-old and an eight-year-old. And, you know, they're Great the love people. of my life. They're, they're amazing kids. Yeah. But, and again, you know, it, it's it, it, when you talk about relationships, being married for 11 years, and I'm very thankful for that, is because nowadays, you know, it's easy to walk away. 
Yeah. It's easy. And it goes back to, again, to having those values of the commitment, you know, to when I made that commitment mm. to get married, you know, I made that commitment. I told my wife, look, this is for life. This is not, you know, we're going to walk away. You know, we have to work through things because marriage is not easy. Uh, marriage is hard. You know, now that we're talking about this, you know, I just messed up this week. I mean, it was Mother's Day and I didn't do anything. I'm oh, wow. Right I'm still in the doghouse. Right now I got to make that up, right? But, <laughs> You know, that's what marriage is about, you know, mm. working through the problems, working through the mistakes and moving forward with that, not giving up, not walking away because a lot of entrepreneurs, and I know this is an entrepreneur show, but, you know, it goes hand in hand yeah. that we focus so much in our business sometimes yeah. that we forget everything else, that we forget uh, our relationship with God, with our higher power, with our inner soul. Re- you know, we forget about our health. We forget about everything else that matters to us. Because we're so focused into trying to make this business work and this business grow mm. that when that happens and when we succeed, we're not happy. Why? Because we lost everything else. So that's why to me, it's like live life to the fullest. It's like yes. you have to enjoy life and you have to set those priorities. So like that, when everything else, when, you, when you're happy within yourself, when you have that great relationship with God, everything else falls in place and everything just goes the way that is going to go, that you want it to go. Fantastic. Very, very wise. Very, very good. Thanks for that. Now, for those people who are thinking, wow, Edwin, you're running four businesses. Uh, you do your thing nine to five where you have fun. And then after that, it's just family, family, family. How do you manage and run four businesses? How do you do that? How are you able to do that? Well, number one, like I said, you have to make sure that you create those priorities. But before mm-hmm. I get to that, uh, just so everybody knows, running for multi-million dollar companies, I only work like around 15 to 20 hours per week. That's how much I work. And okay. in order to be able to do that, you have to set those priorities. You have to know that I'm going to work from this time to this time, and then I'm going to dedicate all the rest of the time to everything else. So like that, you don't get overwhelmed. You don't become over stress. And there's times that, you know, in business, and I'll put examples right now in my investment fund. At the end of the year, we lost a million dollars. And I, that's mm-hmm. a lot for somebody, but that's, very, that's nothing for other people. And that might be huge for somebody, right? But it's how you react to it. Are you going to let that define everything else in your life? Right. Or are you just going to make sure that you leave that when you walk out of your door and then enjoy life and relax and continue living life normal? So when you come back to work, you kind of have a, a fresh mind to be able to react to those situations. So that's number one. Number two is um, a lot of times they come to my office and I realize that I'm here when I don't have nothing else to do, the nine to five, and I don't do anything. I just sit on my desk trying to figure out what I'm going to do. But there's times that I come to my office and within two hours, I do everything that I need to do and I'm done for the day. So it's, it's not about how much time we spend in our business. It's how efficient are we in our business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to me, that's priority. It's like, you know, working on the things that are important, not working on the emergency things, not working on the things that are going to waste your time, but working on the things that are a priority. And especially us as entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. when we're starting out, we like to wear all the hats, right? We, we, we like to wear all the hats. We have to be the accountant. We have to be the janitor. We have to be yeah. the receptionist. We have to be the, you know, the, 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 the one that handles the problems, everything else. But what we need to do is we need to learn and realize what is our superpower? You know, what mm-hmm. is my superpower? What am I good at? And focus and concentrate on what I'm good at. Yeah. And then from there on, find out, figure out, and build a team 
I'll, I'll get a business partner that is going to help you run everything else that you're not good at and you don't right. want to do. So for example, I'm very good at numbers. I'm very good at accounting, but I don't like to be doing the bookkeeping part. So what I do, I hire a bookkeeper. I make sure that the bookkeeper gives me a daily report of everything that I want to see. And my mm. life is simple. And now, instead of spending three, four hours doing all the bookkeeping, so I have everything the way that I want to, it takes me five minutes reviewing, making sure that everything is the way that I want to look at. Mm-hmm. So, and that's everything else with business. So with business is creating a built team, a, a great team, creating a good support system that is going to help you uh, run your business the way it is. And as entrepreneurs, we're, we're so hard to let go because we know that nobody's going to do things the way that we do. Absolutely. And you're absolutely correct about that. Nobody's ever going to do yeah. things the way that you do. But if you teach them, if you create processes, if you create systems in place, they're going to get 85% correct. And the 85% is 100 times better than you doing it yourself because True. you're going to get a lot more done. Oh, awesome. Very well said. Very well said. Now, uh, some people may be thinking, well, it's easy for you, Edwin. You know, you run all these businesses, you have all this wealth, well done. Does it take, they, they're probably thinking, I, some people might think, I, I don't have any money to start a business. Now, does it take money to start a business? Do you really need money, a lot of money, to start a business in this day and age? Uh, I, I, and I like what you said at the beginning, but you changed it later on. So, so let's go back to two things. Mm-hmm. Do you need money to start a business? 90% of the time, you do need money to start a business, depending on the type of business that you're getting into, right? Mm. So if you're starting to sell cell phones, yeah, you need money to buy cell phones and sell them. Yeah. Uh, if you're starting a service business, then you don't need money because what you need to do is you know, reach out to clients and provide a service. But do you need to have the money to start a business? And I think that's the most important question. You don't need to have the money to start the business. And it goes back when I started real estate development, after I left the Marine Corps, I didn't have any money. I was broke. Uh, when I started my jewelry company in, 2000, in 2008, mm. I, I went bankrupt. I, was ba- I went bankrupt in 2007. I had no money, but I was able to raise $300,000 to start a jewelry company okay. that made millions on that company. And I was able to sell that company for millions as well. So mm. you do not need money. Uh, you, you do not need to have money to start a business, but some businesses do require money to be started. What you need to have is you need to have the vision, you need to have the know-how, and you need to have the drive. And then money could be found anywhere else. You can reach out to people that will believe in you and will trust in you and will give you the money that you need to start the business that you want to start. Very well said. Have the drive, have the vision, have the knowledge, the know-how to make it happen, and the money is there. Yeah, and I agree with you. So there's an abundance of money waiting to get yes. into projects that if you can find it, you've got a right vision, you've got a drive to make it happen, yes, then it is there for you. Now, for those people who want to reach out to you and learn more from you or they want to connect with you, Edwin, what is the best way for them to do that? Um, the best way is either my social media channels or go to my website and then through my website, you can find my social media channels. My website is edwincarrion.com mm-hmm. or Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn at edwincarrion78. Okay, they're very good. We'll share that as well. We'll share that as well. So that's fantastic. You've been sharing some golden nuggets here. You've been really, uh, you've been telling it from 
how it is as an entrepreneur. You've lived it. This is not theory. This is not from a book. Like you said earlier on at this call, you look, you wasn't that great at school. You learned the hard way. You figured it out, right? Yes. And that's where people sometimes procrastinate and hold back. Well, I don't know this and I don't know this and I don't know that. And I love what you said. You may not know it, but you can go and learn it, right? You teach people how to get the right mindset, how to get into the right investment vehicles, how to do real estate. You, you teach them more. So you can learn from coaches like yourself. So I do hope, um, trust that people reach out to you. Now, when is it too late to start investing? Never. It's never too late. And, and the reason I like to say that, because if you're 40, 50, 60 years old and you never invested and you said, you know, it's too late for me to start investing. No, it's the perfect time for you to start investing. Why? Because uh, now you have a lot more knowledge. You're a lot wiser. Uh, you're a lot safer with your money. So you're able to look at investment opportunities in a different way versus somebody very young. But you also have a lot more capital to invest. A lot of people that are older have a lot more capital versus a young person, right? And it's just kind of getting, again, it goes all, it's all about the mindset, getting into yeah. that mindset of putting money away, putting money aside. So once you get into the habit of that and start putting money away and investing in something or investing with someone that you trust and you start seeing those returns, then you get hooked to the investment side. It's like, wow, you know, I worked so hard for my money all these years. Now it's time for my money to work hard for me. And that's when it comes to the passive income. And I like, I like to, to teach people this because, you know, I could double my money if I work on my money. So if I have $100,000 right now, yeah. me working and me doing it myself, I know I could double my money within a year. Mm. And when I put it with the passive investment, I'm only getting between 10 to 20% returns, which is not as much as I do when I do it myself. But I'm not working for that money, meaning that $100,000 are going to make me $1,000 per month without me having to lift a finger. And I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, I have to lift a finger because what I have to do is get my phone and deposit that check on my bank account every month, right? If I have to do that, unless it gets deposited to my bank account automatically. So it's never too late to start investing. And especially if you're young and you're listening to this, start investing now. Start putting $5 a week away into an investment account. Open one of those free investment accounts, put it into something that you believe that is going to be there for the long term, into any company, into any stock that you believe that is going to be there for many years to come. And you'll see little by little how that compound interest and how the money starts adding up, adding up. And, you know, five years down the road, you're going to see that money double. And that's when you say, wow, you know, I need to start putting more than $5 a week here. So like that, when I get older, I have a lot more money. The power of compound interest. We love that. We love that. As a real estate investor myself and investment in stocks as well as in cryptos, I know exactly what you're talking about. Now, let me, um, I want to ask you this question. What was the biggest challenge or what has been the biggest challenge for you on your entrepreneurial journey so far? And how have you overcome that? Um, the, the biggest challenge, it's pushing myself to be who I want to be. And I think that's the biggest challenge a lot of people face is pushing yourself to be who you want to be. And you see me talking here, right? And, and I'm going all at it. And, and if you see me at events, I'm talking a lot. And people think that, you know, this guy is like, he's out there. He's an outgoing guy. 
Yeah. But I'm, I'm really like an introvert. Like I tend to be that type of person that is very shy, that doesn't talk as much, but I have to push myself out of my comfort zone to be the person that I want to be, right? Mm-hmm. And in life that has happened as far as entrepreneurship too, you know, growing up, uh, being raised by a single mom, you know, coming not from wealth is pushing myself to be the, the successful person that I want to be, not for anybody else, not because I want to prove anything to anybody, but it's because of me, because that's who I want to be. I want to be right. successful. I want to have a great relationship with God. I want to have a great marriage. I want to be a good father. So I have to push myself to be that person. And as time goes by, you know, everyone changes as time goes by, right? Yeah. But not everyone improves. And mm. the most important thing is that we need to continue improving as time changes. And, and that's one of the things that I learned. And to me, it's like constantly improving on myself, constantly working on myself, continuously learning and, and growing and always, you know, looking for the right mentors, looking for the right people, uh, you know, mentors as far as uh, relationship-wise, business-wise, you know, continue growing, always being out on the open, searching for ideas, never, never uh, settling down, never satisfied. Uh, and what I mean, never satisfied, I mean, never, don't, don't stop because, you know, there's an abundance and God put you here for a reason yeah. to be the best version of yourself. And you, you cannot stop until you really become the best version of yourself. And the moment that I stop, I know that I stop doing a disservice to other people. The, number, the moment that I stop growing, I know that I cannot give value to other people because people look up to people. So the bigger that I get, the more people that I could give value to and the more people that I could inspire and aspire to, to become like me. And that's why I want to be the best version of myself. Fantastic. Very, very good. Now you've been listening to Mac Hatchum, the business coach and Edwin Carrion, the real estate. Well, I will say this, the God made millionaire, entrepreneur, investor, uh, it's been great talking with you and I'm going to go back to Edwin in a moment for some final words. Those of you listening in, watching, like, follow, subscribe, hit that like button and so we can bring you more awesome. Make some comments as well. Make some comments. What did you like about this particular show? What Edwin has been saying? Make some comments and also get send us um, some, some love here so we can bring you more awesome experts like edwin right here so uh on that note edwin any final words any last thing you want to say before we uh yes yes thank you thank you again for having me thank you to everyone for listening to this message i hope you liked it and if you don't know where you're going any road is going to get you there Mm -hmm. that's the last thing i have to say if you don't know where you're going any road is going to get you there there you go. Edwin has said it. He's shared with us so many golden nuggets in this little time we've been together. Check him out, edwincarrion.com. So check him out. Check him out on uh, social media as well. Let him see how, speak with him, find out how he can support you, help you on your wealth journey, on your entrepreneurial journey, great at what he does. So on that note, I want to say Mac Atram here. Um, make sure you are following, you're subscribed, make sure you're tuned in for more awesome conversations, interviews like this. Until we speak again, take care, much love, and God bless. Bye for now.